Do you want to connect with the gifts of your soul and embark on a spiritual path that has meaning for you? Become your own mystical muse with the help of Elena Chapman in this illuminating podcast. Listen in on thought-provoking conversations that will help you discover meaning and fulfillment in this chaotic and harsh world by blending modern scientific understanding with the teachings of ancient sages and spiritual masters. Conversations that will help you find your special gifts and gain insight into the spiritual world's countless advantages are coming your way. And they promise to be enjoyable, open, and free of judgment. Let's start this enlightening journey with your host, Elena. Welcome to Mystical Muse for that essential, that wonderful essence of our spiritual journey. And everybody is different. That's what's so much fun. And learning about people's spiritual journeys and what they found valuable and what they learned and where they are in their evolution. What does it do for us? Oh my gosh, it helps us to know, hey, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay that we may be getting that, what we would like to say is falling in the same hole a hundred times or learning the same lesson over and over. It's okay. It's okay that life isn't perfect or that there's some bumps and journeys or it's okay that we're just feeling ourselves evolve so fast. It's just a nice way for us to see the spiritual journey and what everybody else is also going through, which is so cool. But today I have an incredible person and she's actually in my neighboring state, which is just, just turns me on. I love that. And her name is Dr. Stephanie Wilson. So Stephanie, I love knowing that you are my neighbor in the next state. Who would have guessed, right? <laughs> Right. That's so cool. <laughs> I know it is. It is really cool. So, all right. So how, you know, you do so much for people. I mean, you help people, you help people see, uh, God, number one, to live lighter, to live happier, to, to fulfill their dreams, to really feel good about who they are. Something like what I do. Right. And right. so with that, you know, I, how did, Number one, I mean, I had, I learned lessons with like a spiritual bent and I had to open up to my own spirituality. What, what opens you more to your spirituality than just following the crowd? That's probably one of the funniest conversations uh, that ever happened to me. So, you know, my, uh, by the time I decided to really open my spirit, myself up spiritually, I'd already been a teen mom, sexually, sexually abused, anorexic, and wow. homelessness. And my quote to myself was, any day I didn't feel like committing suicide was a good day. Right? Wow. So, yeah, yeah, in the middle of uh, yeah. going through the divorce, I was working three jobs, actually. And a lady came into one of the stores. And she helped people she was she was psychic so I says oh god I need help right so she yeah. said to me she said before 
I help anybody. There's a book I need you to read. And the name of that book was by Sandra Ray called Loving Relationships. Okay. The first page in that book says, if you have anyone in your life that you do not feel undying love for, you've got to do some work on yourself. So I had a whole list, right, of people I did not <laughs> have my dying love for, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's what actually really got me to finally take a deep dive into spirituality. So as I started going through just, just the relationships and, and what happened and what I learned and what I learned about myself, then there was no stopping me. It's like, I went through every relationship. I did so much forgiveness. So right before my eyes, between the forgiveness and gratitude, things just started to open up almost yeah. magical, okay? So to this day, I do forgiveness. <laughs> I do gratitude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stay in the moment. I ask myself when something when something hits me in a hard place, I ask myself, why does that bother me? What is, what is it telling me inside? What do I need to change about me? So I'm always doing that. So that's how it got started. I never would have expected an encounter in a clothing store. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But when you're ready, the teacher appears, no matter where you are. You know what I mean? I love this story. I love and I love because a lot of people don't start. They'd never ever, I've done quite a few episodes, okay? And I have not heard too many people say that, okay, it had to start with me. And I saw that I wasn't getting along with so-and-so and I had to do me. And I think that is humongous. That is like the, the biggest part of spirituality. It's understanding that we are the common denominator. We are the ones that form whatever's around us. And if we have people we're not agreeing with, it's us that can change. And, and also the forgiveness. Nobody, I mean, oh, I hear things now where people are saying, well, do you really need that forgiveness? It's only for you. Forgiveness is everything. It's everything. And I mean, uh, what uh, well you talk about it a little bit since you did it when you were forget what did it do for you with that other person that that to form that relationship so one of the things one of the things I had to first start with is I think was probably the hardest thing was forgiving my first husband because when we divorced he took all the money he took all the money he, he uh, took money from the cell of the house okay it was just terrible so my forgiveness actually looked like this it's kind of, it's funny now when I look back I says okay okay God I will forgive him if he doesn't get hit by a truck okay God so, I will forgive him if a building doesn't fall upon him right but eventually. I found myself just saying, I forgive him. Yeah. And so I, I worked into it. Um, yeah. And it, it takes time. Now there is a method that I use now called the Sedona method that I try to help clients with. When you're working on forgiveness and you don't feel like you can do it now, ask yourself, when do you believe you can forgive this person? Because your soul knows and it'll tell you. 
And it'll yeah. say in three months and six months, we'll put that date on your calendar and come back to it. And yeah. then you will be surprised how easy it is. So I, I start with forgiveness, even in the workplace, I do forgiveness. I would, every morning before I started, I would forgive my staff by name in my in my prayer routine. And in the evening, I would do the gratitude and forgiveness again. I don't think you can live without it. I don't think you can either. And it does open up the field. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. When we do forgiveness, then I, I we don't harbor that ill will. And we right. just don't. And it changes. Right. It not only changes for ourselves, but it changes that whole relationship with that person. And it, it also gives us tolerance, yes. which is a very big key. Well, then let's bring about this wonderful gratitude, which I can never talk enough about either. Gratitude is, is it's a world changer. I mean, it changes everything, you know? It, it, it does, it, and it keeps you grounded and aware of what's going on. And for people listening, I don't mean to say or take, take lightly anything that you are experiencing because we all experience the things that we need for our soul's growth. But when you sit down in the midst of all of that stuff and just find something to be grateful for, and I challenge people to find something in your day that made you smile. Yeah. You know, it's like you cannot not smile when you see butterflies or you hear birds. So don't discount those things because those are things to be grateful for too. And I challenge them to do three things a day and to not repeat anything because there are wonderful things happening in your life that you just let pass by. And if you yes. stop and write those things down, and then keep a list of it. And even if you just do one things a day, by the end of the year, you would have found 365 things to be grateful for in that year. And that's an amazing feat. Yeah. I used to have a mentor, Bob, who said, who said if uh, you don't have anything to be grateful for, just look at the sky. Yes. He said the sky is new every, every day. day. Yeah. It's, and we do. I think people don't understand. A lot of times, even when I have people come to me and I give out gratitudes and they're saying, they say, Elena, do you know what I'm going through? Well, yes, I do. But you need the gratitude to lift yourself out of that. Right. It's like you're sitting in a puddle and I'm giving you a hand, you know? Right. It's a change with, in the reality. Go ahead. With gratitude, also, if you're in a difficult time, I challenge people to amp it up a little bit. So yes. get in the habit of when people say things to you that make you feel good, just thank them or send them an email. Or uh, if someone did something really good at work, thank them, okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But be sure you're doing that. Follow that, thing, that good feeling you received with just a message. It doesn't even have to be a long message. Just, you know, that made my day. Thank you very much. Uh, oh, I appreciate what you did for me. Thank you very much. Because just like it lifts our spirits, when we thank others, it also does the same thing for them because they're going through the same thing. We just think that we're the only person on this planet that's going through this. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> we but really that, do. That's right. Yeah. Got news for you. We're all in the same boat. Yeah, we are all in the same boat. And and I think people 
but also when you do that gratitude to that person, it wakes them up and then you get the gift of seeing them kind of wake up and be nice back to you. It's a win-win situation to do that. It, It really does lift you up. I think right now people are, um, I think people are so distracted with so much drama. And I think that is hurting their spirituality in so many ways because it's bringing them down to such a a, a worried level, a worry, a a lack level in their thinking. And I think now more than any other time, that gratitude and that sharing is so incredible. and I think with when you were going through your spirituality and you had this incredible realization, I mean, what has been one of the hardest journeys you've had to do? Because, I mean, this was wonderful, but there had to be, you know, that soul, it wants to grow and it grows through experience. So <laughs> what have you found the hardest part in the journey of your spirituality? So like I, I said earlier, so sometimes it is for me forgiveness because things will come up, but I remind myself, look, you've forgiven that already. Why are you going back there? So what else is happening that you need to pay attention to? So I have found things like if I don't get enough rest, um, if I don't give myself permission to delay a project because I just can't fit it in. Sometimes I'll go back to that. So I find that I too have to forgive myself. So uh, my day includes, because I have to forgive myself, is I start off with a list. And then at the end of the day, I recap what I was able to accomplish. And then I focus on being grateful for that. And then simply give myself some grace and allow me to move what I couldn't get done to the other day, to the next day. My son used to tell me that I'm the person who writes down a hundred things and expect a hundred things to be done that day. And that's that's just holding you. Yeah, that's just kind of holding yourself uh, too too much of an accountability because spirit in the universe is working too. And some things don't need to be done by you. Some things will be done for you. Some things will be done through you. And some things will be done for you through other people. And we forget that part. We like to step in our shoes and play God when we are not. No, we do not need to be in control of every situation. Right, we do not. And energy, energy, energy. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's very true. I I just experienced that here. Uh, It was the house I was, I have put, this was my mom's house when she died. I took it over and I redid it, right? And so it was time to sell. And um, my price was higher because I fixed every problem. I've invested a lot of money in this little old house. And I thought, okay, so I'm highest in the neighborhood. That's not good, but they have problems in their house. So I thought, all right, well, we'll see what happens. And then we had an open house and this is when things started to happen. And this is how we have to understand how we are not always in control, but we can always ask for the result and then trust it's going to happen. Yes. And I said, um, so we had like 55 go through on that. And she said, nobody there. And I said, oh, don't worry. They're just not the right people. And my realtor is like all perplexed. And I said that when it's time, the right person will come mm-hmm. and that person will love the house. And I put it out there very solidly. 
well, wouldn't you know, this person comes and she actually is dressed just like me. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The holy jeans, everything. She is, uh, she comes in, immediately loves the vibe, offers something that night and we counter offered and I sold the house. Yes. It's believing. It's, it's believing. putting the motion and saying, this is what really I would really like, but you work your magic in any way, but it's going to happen and it, the result's going to be the same and just go. And then you just have to trust. And people have the heart, the, in all the spiritual journeys, the hardest thing is trust. trust. It's something we are always building. Don't you find? Yes. So I ask people to write a list. I call it a brag list. Write a list of five things that you've accomplished and you have absolutely no idea how you did it. Ah, oh, I like <laughs> yes, that. You have absolutely no, oh. how, no idea how it happened. And one of the things on my list is I had a basal skull fracture. I had a near-death experience. And the people wow. said to me, I was going to die. I had just finished a Catherine Ponder exercise where you write down all of the things that you want to do. And, and I said to myself, because I couldn't talk, I said, God, this is not on my list of fun things to do and people to do it with. So I'm counting on you now, right? So. Isn't that right? <laughs> right. And, yeah, yeah. and I was out of the hospital. So I wasn't, when I didn't die, I wasn't going to walk or talk. I was out of the hospital eight days later, walking and talking and doing everything. And yeah. three months later, they said, we don't know how you healed from this. And I said, I turned it on to somebody who does the healing yeah. and left it at that. So you're right. We have, so, to release, we have to release it. Okay. I cannot let you go further. I need to know. <laughs> so if you had a near-death experience, what did you experience? Do you remember? Uh, I remember vaguely, I was out sitting, talking to my son and his friends, sitting on top of my the hood of the car. It was warm. I was living in Florida. And I went to jump off the hood of the car and evidently stumbled and hit my head. Now, that part I don't remember. That's what was filled in for me. And, okay. and my son took me to the emergency room and they didn't do anything. They sent me home. I got worse. And then- Oh my uh, God. And then, then he got in touch with another doctor. She sent me to another hospital. And this is a lot of where the, the magic started to happen. So I went to the emergency room. I remember that. I couldn't talk. And they were going to give me something for pain that I was anaphylactic to. I had nothing on me to say that. Oh, no. Out of the blue, here comes a lady that used to work for me who was a nurse in that emergency room and said, I used to work for her. I know her. She's anaphylactic to that. You can't give it to her. An angel. An angel. And then I, and all I could say was, God, this was not on my list of fun things to do and people to do. It, right? <laughs> it's not on my list. I promise you. No. Not on my list. Right. <laughs> And, and it just became magical from that point forward. The lady then the next day came into the room, the age, she says, the lady that works this ship has hadn't been off in 25 years. So obviously this is a God assignment for me. So we're getting you up out the bed. I know they say that you couldn't walk, but I can't think of any other reason why I would be here. I walked three steps. So it's like, okay. And all I could do is, only thing I could do at that point was, see where I wanted to be and not where I was. Stay focused yes. on that. 
trusting that there power that I believed in that was greater than me was doing what it was doing. Right. And it did it. And that was probably, that was the first time I believe in my life where I had to totally give up the reins. But if you know me, you know that I would have needed that to give up the reins. Isn't that the truth? That's I know. Right. So, I know. <laughs> I always say the universe has to hit me with a two by four to get me to listen. <laughs> That's what I say too. I say, yeah, I need a cosmic two by four before I listen really, if I can really give up. So I got this cosmic two yeah. by four. Yeah. And and walked out and to this day they don't know how I healed and then shortly after that though a couple years later I had an aortic aneurysm which they thought was a resort what resort of that a result of that and that was supposed to kill me and I says okay God here you go again right and that dissolved itself too so it's like okay now I can do what I'm supposed to do now so So we need to stop allowing people around us to tell us what we cannot do. And there's a saying that I love. really big. You know that, right? Right. And and that's what you and I and so many others who have realized this. And we're seeing that the opposite is happening. Right. That people are going from drama to drama. To drama to drama. drama. And they're getting swallowed up by it. Right. I mean, it's taking, and then I even saw these AIs and I, and this guy had it on his shirt. He's doing a TED talk. He goes, and he's got it on his hand and he goes, yeah, I just have to ask it. Should I walk down the street? Right. Where, I saw where, that where's too. your knowledge? Where's right. Your, right. Why are you, we're taking away our thinking. We're taking away our, uh, our creativity, our trust. We don't, we're trust. I mean, it is a big time it's big for us to get people to see how much power they have within themselves and that there is something bigger at work. But with this, it's a, it's a hard realization. What do you say to all these people who are bouncing from trauma to trauma to trauma that come to you? Every conversation I see from people sometimes, it's just like, oh my gosh, people, you know, I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) So I asked them, and this is an exercise I love. So I asked them to tell me about the situation if they were the person doing the action. Step in that other person's shoes. So nice. right, like step in their shoes, the observation, yeah. and talk to me about that from someone else's point of view. And when they do that, then they become really clear about what's going on because they're able to step out of what somebody did to me. Somebody did me wrong. They did me, they did me this. Okay, so now I want you to be that somebody. Step in their shoes and talk about it from that point of view. Because until we can see that everyone is on a journey, everyone is here to learn. Sometimes we are the teacher and sometimes we are the student. So if we can't sit through to allow someone to just express whatever it is they are expressing. You do not have to comment. You do not have to coach. You don't have to counsel. You can just say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And That's ask big. the question. That's yeah, really just, big. Just, big. just let them get it through. Cause I have found once people can just say what it is that's on their mind, then they, they clear that air. Then, their answers will come to them. You are not their answer. Their answers no. will come to them. 
You're just in board for right now. Yeah, yeah. I do think that skill of that observation, and I've often, even in forgiveness, sometimes when people have a hard time forgiving, one thing I like to do is have them do when they're ready, because you know we're not always ready, is observe that other person and just stay above the situation. And when they do this, they put themselves, well, this person did this because of this, and I reacted because of this, but why, you know, and it goes back up and up. And before you know it, almost every single time, you see it couldn't play out any other way. Right. It couldn't have played out any other way. Amazing, isn't it? That's right. It could not have played out any other way. Right. It's no one's fault. And (laughs) some things I've experienced, I would not have gotten the lesson in a nicer, gentler way. Exactly. Right. And we miss the lesson all the time because we're too late. Right. So I finally got the lesson and I finally understood that it's okay for me to, to stand up for myself. There's a way to do it to be effective, but the other person is in some pain too, or we both would not be, we would not be here together if they were not in some pain too. So at this point, we're each other's teacher, each other's lessons. So we need to be sure that we act like that. Yeah. And in that you're not falling in the same hole of being angry and then you have to live it again, right? (laughs) Exactly. Cause you're gonna relive it until you fix it. It's just gonna come in with different clothes. Yep, yep, a different, <laughs> different day. gender, a different day. Different, day. That's <laughs> right. But it's the same lesson. Because you're meant to learn that right. lesson. Yeah. And I often and I often ask, what lesson did you have? What has become clear to you? Now remember asking my kids that when they were growing up, what has become clear to you? Yeah. You know, and they would look, I says, No, what did you learn? What did you learn to do? What did you learn not to do? What did you learn about what you said and how you said to set the other person off? What's yeah. become clear to you? I said, So that's what I need you to go think about. And then we can talk about this again. So what we don't ask ourselves that though. We and in no. this society where we have all this social media, it's everyone is after me. Everyone's trying to tell me what to wear, what yeah. tell me. No, that's just their opinion. It's like yeah. they're allowed their opinion. They have nothing to do with me. <laughs> and if you do not put the power, if you don't give them the power, they have no power over you. And right. that's what people have to learn. And right. it's a big step to learn that and to get them off. And when they right. start to learn their own power. Yeah, I think that's one of the, the uh, most powerful lessons it's one of the beginning powerful lessons mm-hmm. that we have in the spiritual world and haven't now how many kids have you raised in your in your motherhood two i uh at my son and then my uh husband's first child so okay. and um they thought I was a little strange when I first discovered <laughs> a new thought, but that's okay. They've done, they've done, they did very well. So they thought yeah. I was a little strange, but then my son took a hold of it. Just, too. Yeah. And just went, just went for it. And it would be really funny because we, we, he would say, let's go here. Let's go do that. And I says, I don't know if that's the time for this. And he would say, oh, you're going to have to raise your consciousness. <laughs> Isn't that funny? They yeah, do that. I mean, oh yeah. my gosh. They do listen. Yeah. My, I, I, but now that my kids are getting older, when I was, when they were young, it's like, oh, my mom's crazy. My mom is, so, but she's fun. At least she's <laughs> right. fun. Right. 
but she's crazy. Uh, but this is the thing, now that you're getting older, like my oldest, he's learned that just ask. You know, you've got to ask the universe and you just have to ask. Right. And every door that has opened for him thus far is because he just went in and asked. And with that, everything opened. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, you learned something there, right? Pretty cool. And then what I find really funny that their girlfriends are into crystals and they're into this and they're right. into that. <laughs> I always tease them about it. I always say, oh, so mom was crazy. So now you're dating it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I think in our spiritual journey, I think kids, they're, you know, they're real. And I think they teach us the biggest lessons. I mean, did you learn a biggest lesson from one of your kids in your spiritual journey? Oh, yeah, I did. Um, my son used to always say, I, if someone would say something, I says, oh, that upsets me. He says, that's just their opinion. Why are you allowing somebody else's opinion upset to upset you? I said, you know what? You are so right. He says, people are entitled to their opinion even if they didn't research it mom I says says, okay you're right you're reminding me so that was the one thing and then he was big in helping others however he could he was no matter what was going on in his life he's was just always happy and just always cool and just if he could help someone or if he if he saw something and, and it remind, oh, this would be good for so-and-so, he would stop and make sure he sent a text message or an email about oh, nice. it. He, he was just nice. that kind that's of guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he oh, really so lived cool. life with his heart, so. Well, and I guess mine, yeah. I have a middle child who always stretches the limits, always goes, you know, and I remember he was doing rap in high school and he was known as Chappie. Everybody loved him, but the school. (laughs) And I said, honey, you're making enemies with it. Mom, you only make enemies if you think you're making enemies. They are not the enemies. They're just questioning. And I have to be myself. And so (laughs) with this, it turned out well, but oh my gosh. Yeah, he turned it back right on me. And I learned, you know, okay, you can't have a double standard here. Right, right. The kids are the biggest teachers. I really think when you are uh, on your spiritual journey and you have children, they are the mirror that is always showing you and keeping you on track. It's it's amazing. So what are you looking forward to in your spiritual journey now? So at this point, I am still working uh, with people. And I think it's more important now to help people understand that we don't have to do these we don't, we don't have to fill our lives with busyness. We're in a place now where we are just so busy. We are just running here, running there, doing that, figuring out this till we're, we're not- praising it, crazy, Stephanie. Right? Exactly. What is right. that? We're right. praising the we're busyness. We're praising the busyness because everyone's chasing something that they want to have. So I'd yeah. like people to know that you don't have to chase it. The principles that me and others use, including you, have been working for thousands and thousands of years. They will work today, no matter what anyone tells you. So when things happen, 
And people say, oh, but this is happening, this is happening. I says, well, one of my spiritual guides told me that whenever you see something in the news or on the paper, use it as a prayer request. Nice. So don't start thinking about that, but pray about that for them. See that being rectified on their learning what they're supposed to learn. So we need to slow down and yeah. start to ask, believe yeah. for what it is we want and it will come. And it's like, we've stopped trusting. We have, we've stopped trusting. You yeah. know, there is, I, I don't know how old it is. I don't think it's very old, but quantum physics has been making a leap and bound. Mm -hmm. I have this thing. I love it when science catches up with me, yeah. <laughs> you know? And they have, they are saying more and more that it's energy that moves energy. Yes. And if everything is energy. So this is, this is to your point. If we are so incredibly busy with everything, we do not have the time to sit down and activate our energy and our trust to activate the change because it is in the energy. It's not in the busyness of what you're doing. It is in the trust and just knowing it's going to happen, building that knowing within us and knowing and well, the trust, you don't have to know the how, and then just start walking forward, forward. Right. Be like my son and ask why, or, or how can I do this? Can I do this? Or just be open and try avenues. And before you know it, it'll happen, but we're too busy. Yeah. And when we're not too busy, we're flipping the phone. We're always outside ourselves. We yes, never we ever go inside. And that's the energy. We are energy. And we're not using our energy. That's right. One of my spiritual uh, teachers said to me one day, you have one job and that is to know what you want. The how is not your business. Stay out of the how. The universe has to have something to do. It's not asking you to do it, okay? It's just asking you to know what you want. And it's like, mm. but you know, if people could just focus on seeing themselves doing it, seeing themselves having it, feeling yes. that feeling that it's going to happen feeling it that's everything it. that's the vibration right. that's everything it's and then just going about whatever it is you need to accomplish that day stopping periodically and just say ah because we don't you'll be surprised how quickly the things that you want do manifest and that's yeah. why i tell people make a list of things that you've accomplished that you had no idea how it happened because it does happen it builds the trust. It does. Yeah. You, you, it, it, it happens like you wouldn't believe. I, re, I, one of the things growing up I wanted to do was to graduate from an Ivy League school. I was a teen mom, so I couldn't. They didn't let teen moms do those kinds of things, right? But I always said, God, you know, I really want to graduate from an Ivy League school. Just, ha. Ah. Then thinking, think yeah. of it. Years yeah. later, years later, I get a postcard from University of Chicago and for a master's program. And I says, okay, I filled it out, sent it. They're not gonna be interested, but I filled it out. Then I get an invite to their wow. mock class so I could see what it was like. And then it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. So then, That's fantastic. Right, then I applied. Never mind, it's crazy expensive. I didn't have that money, but I said, I'm going. I said I was going. Okay. 
And then one day, my boss, I was working then, uh, I, we were having a conversation about my career and I said, you know, I'm a little bored. He said, why don't you find one of the good uh, graduate schools to go to and we can pay for it. Well, that's they how it works. For it, they pay for it up front. And one of my visions was I would raise up my, I would walk across the stage, raise up my diploma to make sure it had my name on it, right? That was one of my visions. And then I had all these little affirmations on the desk because it was crazy hard, but I made it out, had a great GPA. Yeah. And when I walked across the stage, one of the pictures they took of me is actually the visualization I had of seeing my name on that degree. That's so incredible. You have yeah. got to, you have got to see yourself doing it. And if it takes a vision board, do a vision board. If it takes yeah. writing it out, write it out. If it takes talking about it, talking about it. I say, go to the mirror twice a day and say, hey, I did this, I did this, where you can see yourself talking to yourself and hold on to it and don't let anybody tell you what you cannot do. It's that decision. It's making the decision. Every time I hear you talk, it's, I am going to look at, I am going to go to an Ivy League. I am. And and it's amazing that it takes that decision and it activates everything. Everything, everything gets activated and just say, thank you when you see it coming, because it comes and you say, oh my God, thank you. You know, but we'd have to stop visualizing. And I don't think people realize that every time they spend time in TikTok or Facebook looking at what they shouldn't do, couldn't do, would do, you're visualizing that stuff. Stop it. Yes. Just stop it. Oh my gosh, you are. You're confusing your whole mind. Mind. Confusing and your emotions. Right. And every time you get really emotioned by it, you are visualizing it. You are in that reality. Yeah. And that's what you're creating for yourself if you don't know that. You're creating that very thing for yourself. So stop doing that. So look at something that you want to have happen to you yeah. and talk about that and dream about that and write talk about, about that. that and write. And stop talking about somebody said I shouldn't wear this so I shouldn't wear that. Who cares, you know? You know, it's really funny. When I first started out, um, I was in college. And we would go out like on a Friday night and just, we could drink. So we would go to a bar, okay? And we would just Mm -hmm. sit there. But were we there to drink? No. What were we there to do? We were there to talk about our dreams. Yes. And there were four of us. And we would just, we would, uh, we were all in different careers. One wanted to be mayor. Guess what? He became mayor and then governor. Another Mm -hmm. one wanted to be head of a big corporation. He is now in my hometown or in the, he is the head of the big corporation. I wanted to sing, I have sung, I've been, uh, I did everything I wanted to do in music. So everybody just would brainstorm. And with that emotion and that happiness and that building it before our eyes between each other, asking each other questions, it just built the ladders and the universe just took it and soared. It's just, that's what happens exactly. when you're with, I, I just encourage people to, you know, I used to have a mentor that said, you are who you hang around with. And most of us hang around with our phone. I would throw that away. So, <laughs> but the people, you have to search out the people that are the dreamers and, and the people who are creating those dreams. 
those are going to be the people that will feed your dreams and you will feed theirs. And before you know it, you're all moving up and it's really fun. And yes. that community is very important. I do, um, I do believe in that sense. And it's hard to find that group. Not always. When they come to people like us, they find that community, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, and, and that's what I try to build among them so that they have that, that wonderful feeling and that support and that safe zone to grow. I think we all need that. We all need a little help by our friends, you know? Yes, we do. We do. We need to help. We need a little bit of help by our friends. And we need to remember too that people and things that come into our experience come into our experience to teach us something Always. about ourselves. So take the lesson and go with that lesson and incorporate it into your life. But the lessons aren't coming if you're always on the phone or no. if you're always doing some activity to distract yourself. You so you have to be present you have to or be you present. miss the lesson. That's right. You miss the lesson. And as my mother would say, you miss the lesson and the blessing. You know, so you <laughs> got to be present. Yes, you do. You have to be present. And yeah. people find it very well. What did someone tell me? And it's a horrible thing. I, I uh, that um that we have less than a goldfish attention span now. Now, I tend to be more of an optimistic person. And I think, no, at least we have the goldfish attention. <laughs> but people are so busy in their minds and, and learning that to be in the present uh, is, is a very hard thing right now. We're too much in the future. We're too much in the past. And the past is ridiculous. And I tell my clients that too. I'm sorry. The past is the past. It's not real. It's gone. The only one who keeps it alive is you. Right. And so, so and why are you doing that to yourself? So I, 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 I don't have no nonsense with that. But the worry of the future, you know, that seems to be a big thing for people. So getting into the present, which is a present, that is the only moment, the only moment. And that's why it's called the present, that you can do anything. Yes, it is. That's your only point of power is right now. That's is the only in the right. present. In the present. Yeah. You can't do it by sitting at the table, worrying about it happening in the future. Right. You, 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 you have to take that moment sitting at that table to either write out your list or appreciate that hot cup of tea and think about what I'm going to do today. I love doing that. Or then, or making that phone call that you need to make. Everything is in this present moment. That is our, that is our gift, right? Right. That's yeah. our gift. And we need, we do need to put the phones down. We need to get back outside of our comfort zones. Uh, so people can start to walk. You'll be surprised how calming that is. You'll be surprised just how much you begin to love the trees and the birds mm -hmm. and, and even the animals that you see. And, it, and you will also be surprised at the answers to some of your questions, how they will come to you. Yeah. Because now your mind is focused on peace and something else other than fear can now enter into your mind. And exactly. you'll be surprised 
how many, how many questions will get answers if you just go outside your front door or your back door and greet the sun or say good night to the moon and speak to the grass. You'd be surprised. Yes. Okay. Yep. And look at the birds. You'll be surprised how you can get answers to some of the questions that you have about your life. And stop with the future. I mean, it's going to be what it's going to be, but worrying about it today doesn't change it. And I believe if you stay present today, that will affect what the future is going to look like. As we worry about uh, AI and robots taking people's jobs and stuff, oh, that's energy going to creating. So Ooh, let's, much. Too yeah. much. let's just stop yeah. it. Let's stop. just stop it. Yeah. And instead think of, okay, if we're worried about that, let it go. And what can I do now? Well, oh my gosh, I can become the creator I'm supposed to be with the right. universe. Right. I can start doing something to help mankind. Right. I can write those incredible poetry and everything without an AI that will make it into the world's history and change the world. The power of the spoken word. I mean, there's so much we can do. It's always, always going to be us that right. creates the future. Yeah, because yeah. we have the imagination and it's the yes. imagination that is our pathway to divinity. And right. with that imagination, that is what, that's what builds everything. That's what builds everything. Everything started in someone's imagination. Yeah. Steve Jobs, what did he say? You can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. And right. That's right. Yeah. So that's so, what we need to start doing. That's where our yeah. power is. So where are you going in the spirituality? Where do you want to go? Where do you want what do you hope to achieve with this trust and everything else? What what's the next step? So that my one of the things I really would like to do is to help more people begin to literally appreciate and love who they are, right where they are, no matter what happened yesterday, last year, year after, no matter what, just to see the goodness that is in, your, in you right now and do all of those things that you want to do, but are a little afraid to do it. I want them to get the courage to step out there, yeah. dream the dream, trust that it's going to happen and at least get started. Appreciate yourself, love yourself just how you, as I, as I always say, I love myself, fat thighs and all, love yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Women are so harsh on their poor bodies. Yeah, oh are. my God. Oh, always, always. Yeah. Yeah. Just stop it. <laughs> yeah. Just, just stop it. Just. Yeah. You have more important things to do. That's right. You, you and, know? Find that one thing you want to do, focus on that and watch that thing unfold in front of you in ways that you could never have imagined. And yeah. that's the magic I wish people yes. could see in their lives. I, I've always, you know, I'm always amazed. I had a mentor one time say to me, you don't believe in this stuff? Well, then make a cloud disappear. I remember when he said that, I said, oh, come on. Oh, come on. <laughs> And, and, and then I did it. You can make a cloud disappear. Yeah. And so if you can make a cloud disappear, 
then, oh my dear, you have magic inside of you. You can move that energy. You can do anything if you can make a cloud disappear. So you don't need to fear, you can do it. And it's, and I think we need to see that. I don't think anybody's even looking at the clouds right now to make them disappear. <laughs> and I think they need <laughs> to start looking at those. I think if we could get people just to do that and they'll think, oh my God, that's so cool. What else can I do? And that's going to help to bring down some yes. of the phone. You that's know? That's going to help, right. Yeah. That is going I to help. I think you are on a wonderful journey. And in Chicago, my dear, you have a city that's like being a rebirth, isn't it? It's like re it's coming, up, coming back from the flames from the COVID. So there's a lot of opportunity up there. Yes, there is a lot of opportunity here. And even during COVID, there were you would be amazed at the number of people who found ways to still help and volunteer to help others. So if, if, yeah, if you can do it in the midst of COVID, you can do it when you don't have COVID. So people yeah. should yeah, find something worthwhile to do, something that makes you feel good. Don't worry about what it is because all that you need to know will unfold in front of you. Don't you feel, and I'm gonna just probably be the last question, but don't you feel that all the spiritual lessons, everything in spirituality is about relationships? Yes, it's about relationships. The most important relationship is the one you have with yourself. So you need to fix yeah. that one. Okay. Yeah, you got it. That's where it starts. It's where it starts. Start and, then, yeah. and then helping other people without yeah. expecting anything in return. Just help help somebody else. You'll be surprised how good that makes you feel. And it doesn't have to be big. It can be the, it, it can just be a smile. Right. It can just be, you know, somebody drops a book and you pick it up for them. Right. Or, 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 or something, anything, just a little, little just thing. Just a little thing. And, right. And that, that's just kudos for you and them. It's right. just, it, it's all about relationships and it's how we respond instead of just reacting when someone makes us angry. It's in the little movements that we do with other people with, and even the animals in our life, how we treat living things. It's all mm -hmm. a relationship. Right. And, and that I think is the only thing that really matters. It really does. And I think that's what gives us all our growth. We always so mm -hmm. worry. And they always talk about this dark night of the soul. And I've never felt any part of my spiritual journey as a dark night of the soul. Cause I always thought of it as sure. Did I forgive? Oh God, I had to forgive everybody. It seemed like and myself, but I always felt like it was another petal that opened on my flower. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's like, yes, the type and, and, oh my gosh, look at that. And I was more, I'm more amazed about the effects that I saw. And, and how everything was changing and this flower just started to unfold. I never felt it was dark. Did you? No, I, I didn't. Sometimes I did feel like I was a slow learner though, but I didn't feel like <laughs> so it was, was I. dark. Yeah, like, <laughs> We're all slow. I, I said, okay, God, I am truly a slow learner when it comes to this. But I didn't, I didn't feel it was dark. I fell in the hole a few times. Yeah. Few times in the hole, so because I don't want people listening to think that it's like easy. Because no, no, you don't no. just lie. No. no, no, you have to, you know, no, and you will fall in the hole a couple times, right? And but then you learn, hopefully. <laughs>
fun. And if you don't learn, you're just falling a hole again and again. you get another right. chance. Right. And it gives you another chance to pull yourself up. Just don't lose faith. Right. you know and know me. that it is it is a flower that's unfolding if you know mm -hmm. that it's not so oh my god is this ever gonna end <laughs> right you know? right do i have to live through this again i feel like i'm in groundhog's day you know <laughs> <laughs> it's true it will end it's all you some one day you just you just suddenly you fall in that hole and you think oh my god i got it and then you never have to live it again and, right. and it also grows you and that petal opens and you are like in a new, new, that's what we call evolution of yes. the soul. Yes. Yeah. Oh, how fun. What now, how can people get hold of you if they are um, needing to, yeah, if they'd want to talk to you, especially when they're around your area or anywhere in the world. So my website has a, when you go on my website, there is a form to fill out that will send you some interesting things as long as, as well as my contact information. So it's champagne, like the liquor, C-H-A-M-P-A-G-N-E, because life is too short to not have the best. Connection, C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-O-N.com. And that's the website. And on there, my email is my initials, S-E-W-C, at champagneconnection.com. I love it. That's right, which yeah. is also on my uh, website too. So and when you get, when you sign up for this little blueprint of financial success, you're going to be surprised just how much your financial success has nothing to do with money. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it the truth? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so true. Yeah, people don't think that. Yeah, they think, <laughs> oh, I just need all the money. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure you do. <laughs> it's not just about money. Money is energy, sweetie. And if That's your right. energy is not right, it's not going right. to happen. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, you got to change that energy. Isn't that the truth? Oh, oh, I know. I know. That's cool. I, yes, guys, check out Stephan, Dr. Stephanie Wilson because I think <laughs> you will have a wonderful time learning with her she's just cool and for those of you who are part of this wonderful podcast and it, what we're talking about and we're laughing and it is a good journey and we do love the evolution does it mean that it's all peaches and roses as we i think totally explained it's not always and sometimes it, it, you know, sometimes it can be a little difficult. I don't like the term dark night of the soul, okay? Because it just makes you sit in that darkness and you don't need to. The idea is to get out of the darkness. But I think most of the time, and if you check out elenachapman.com, you'll see that the, the community and the way that we get through those lessons is a little more ease. Mm -hmm. and with that ease and and it's also fun it provides you with a safe space and i think there's a lot of that safe space plus the mentor plus the people mm -hmm. it just makes life better better and your spiritual journey it does it opens like a flower so whoever you go to just make sure that you know make sure that you number one are ready and you want it and you're open and that's all you need to be. That's He's it. Okay. That's right. Uh, thank you so much, Stephanie. And to everyone out there, 
We have lots of cool interviews and everybody is so absolutely fabulous. So enjoy Mystical Muse and I'm Elena Chapman. I am the Mystical Muse and check out elenachapman.com. Love you all. Namaste on your spiritual journey. Thank you for listening to this episode. Let everything you take away from this conversation strengthen the inner compass that will lead you to a life of greater meaning. For more episodes that will take you deeper into yourself and bring you closer to the gifts of your soul, visit elenachapman.com. Learn to manage today's society full of meaningless distractions, unchecked chaos, and deep societal divide with the help of your mystical muse, Elena. That's it for now. 